This episode is brought to you by Rosen Media Consulting. Rosen Media is the gold standard for social media strategy and pageantry. Whether you're a contestant or a business or even a pageant system, Chloe at Rosen Media will help you tell your authentic story and achieve your social media goals. She fully believes that if you have a cell phone, you have the power in your palm of your hand to change the world. Check her out on Instagram at Rosen Media Consulting or email her for more information at rosenmediaconsulting at gmail.com. This year, my social media game has definitely been killer. I've been using Chloe for the past year and she has helped me rebrand and find my true authentic self on Crowning Moment Podcast. So don't forget to check her out at Rosen Media Consulting on Instagram. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Crowning Moment Podcast Unfiltered. I'm your host, Casey Gibson, and today we have another very special guest, and we're going to go ahead and bring her into the chat with us. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am well, Casey. How are you? I am great. It's a good day. I've already got my energy drink, so we are good to go for this episode. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. So I want you to tell listeners a little bit about who you are and your business. Absolutely. So hello, everyone. I am Kanisha Sierra Turner. I'm the owner and CEO of Executive Brain, which is a pageantry consulting, leadership development and talent management company. I'm based in North Carolina, but I have babies all over our great nation. Exciting. And I want to go ahead and just jump into, you know, how did Executive Reign start and where did you really get this passion behind being in the industry? Absolutely. Well, I started Executive Reign professionally in 2016 and the bug came from years upon years ago when I competed in pageantry when I was two years old, all the way up until 17. So for 15 years on the local, state, national, international level, I competed and loved it. And I credit pageants to a lot of my success today. And so I wanted to create a space for other young girls and boys, because I have boys under my tutelage too, to be able to flourish in this industry and become that liaison and that advocate and that mentor for so many children who I have the pleasure of interacting with through Executive Reign. And so leadership has always been a part of who I am. Pageantry has been a part of who I am. All things etiquette and motivational speaking and interviewing, all things I love that are near and dear to my heart. So I decided to combine all of that into executive ring. That's exciting. Okay. So what things from when you competed in pageantry, did you bring into your business, I guess, wheelhouse of things that you teach all of your students? For sure. So I competed in the nineties, of course. And so pageantry in the nineties was totally different than they are now. You know, it's ever changing and ever evolving, which is great. It's a good thing. But back in the nineties, you know, there were a lot of things that were extremely different. And prior to really understanding the industry, my mother and father and I, we were figuring it out. It was something I loved to do. I had a talent for speaking. Uh, Also, my stage talent was baton twirling. So I was a twirler. And so all of those things, I loved performing in front of people. However, as we continue to compete, we learn something new each time. 
oh, this is what we're supposed to do. Oh, this is what the dress is supposed to look like, you know? And so we, we learned and we gained those tools. And then as I grew in the industry, so that my strength, and then also, of course, so that the wins. And so I wanted to become a full service in-house coach because a lot of that time in between of us figuring it out, I wanted to cut that for other parents in the industry. So I wanted to be someone who these parents could come to and say, okay, Miss Kanisha, what exactly do we need to do? What does her packaging or his packaging need to look like? You know, what does the hair and makeup need to look like? Making sure I have a list of all of the vendors who I use, you know, from hair and makeup to photographers, all the way down to making sure that the clothing is perfect. So our, our wardrobe vendor. So all of these things, I have become a full service in-house production where I can make sure that all of my my children are successful from the first time that they come under my my wing. So executive rank. <laughs> that is amazing. And I want to touch on a little things outside of pageant. I For know sure. that you have a big deal with the Macy's Day Parade. So you mentioned talent as well. So tell me a little bit about how you have people going to the Macy's Day Parade. That's so For awesome. Sure. So another prong under the executive brain umbrella is talent management. And so I have several of my babies and you'll hear me interchangeably use babies and clients because when you are a client of mine, you become my baby <laughs> and it's an affectionate term. And so you'll hear me say that. So a lot of my babies are also in the entertainment industry. Several of them, them are professional dancers. They are also in commercials and I've had one that was on a syndicated talk show earlier this summer. And so a lot of them had ambitions outside of the pageant world. They're cultivated in the pageant world, but they also have other interests. And a lot of them are dancers. A lot of them are actors and they're models. And so the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is a huge deal, right? That's not something that you can easily get into. You have to no. audition. And so Spirit of America, the production company, they only select a handful of kids every year to participate in that big production. So they open the parade. And so I put together two minute audition tapes for each of my girls who I submitted and they had to fit the criteria. They had to have a certain you know, number of experience of years of dance and then also be able to take choreography and be able to learn it just like that. Also be able to do that in the absence of mom and dad and me. You know, They have to have that professional aura about them because they will be there for one full week preparing for the overall show on that Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. And wow. so we put together two minute audition tapes for each of these girls. You know, they sent them to me and I made sure that they were polished and ready to go. We pressed in and within two and a half weeks, we got our official invitation for six of my young ladies to be a part of that most special production. And so, and it just shows you, and all six of them are pageant girls. And so several of them are international title holders. I'm sure a lot of you know Tyla Johnson, who is the reigning ultimate international teen, and she will be performing. I also have several of my babies who have been on national and international stages. And because of that preparation, that dedication, that practice, that all those skills that they have put into pageantry, those are transferable skills that have now made them ready for a huge stage, such as the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There'll be over 30 million viewers worldwide watching that parade. That is so impressive. And um, let's just say, I mean, I love Smetyla Johnson. <laughs> I got the honor to meet her in 2019 when we were USA Elegant Miss National Queens together. Mm -hmm. Her mama, 
a great time. She always has her fan. They are literally some of my favorite people in pageantry. Sweet, so sweet I, I love that Tyler's getting to do that because that's such a great honor for her. And she's been working so hard for so many years. So that's very rewarding. Absolutely. And another one of your little babies I love is Maddie, who was on yes. one of the TV shows. They have played a video of her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had seen that. And that's what I was waiting for us to talk about the talent side of this, because I know that was, you know, one yep. of her things she got to do. Absolutely. And just the cutest video of her sipping her little morning coffee, just like Lady yes. does on the TV show. That Absolutely. is impressive. So if someone were interested in, you know, joining in as your client, you know, what's the mm-hmm. best way to do that? Awesome. So of course I do a consultation. So I need to talk to you first and foremost. I want to make sure we're a great fit. I tell everybody, I said, there are so many choices out here. I have so many amazing colleagues in this industry, so many amazing coaches. And so I want to make sure that I sit down with mom and and the the client. So again, I can't just say, and the princess, because I also have Mm -hmm. princess too. So (laughs) boys that I work with. So we sit down and we make sure that executive brain is the right fit. Okay, I asked them a series of questions, one being, what's your ultimate goal? You know, where do you see yourself within the next year, within the next two years? And then from there, I talk about my services and how I can help them reach that goal or those goals, because it may be a plethora of them. And then from there, we determine if we are a great fit for each other. So you will reach out to me via my social media sites on Facebook or Instagram. You'll send us a message on the executive brain page, and then I will respond back with a time for for consultation. And then secondly, you can also go to my website executiverain.com and fill out an inquiry. And then from there, we can schedule a consultation as well. But I want to go back to the Macy's opportunity and Maddie and the Jennifer Hudson opportunity, if I can, if you will allow yeah, me to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's one of the differentiators of executive reign. So again, we all have our thing. We all have our strengths. And so outside of preparing my children nationally and internationally for the stage, but also hearing those interests, I've got several kids who I have helped to get into college, who I have helped to get scholarships, you know, for their individual businesses. I've got a lot of entrepreneurs who are under executive reign. You know, these children who are 10 and 11 years old may have their own business, Maddie being one. And so, So, you know, just hearing those interests and helping to cultivate it. And so any opportunity, Casey, that comes across my desk, you know, with all of my connections in the industry, if I can align someone with something that's going to push their agenda forward, then that's what I aspire to do. That is amazing. And I want to touch on a little you know, a few things that you do outside as well as being a part of executive brain. I got the honor to listen to you speak at what is it was universal miss this summer. And I had no idea this, this whole speech side that you had, like it's, it was like a whole motivational thing. And Mm -hmm. I want to touch on a little bit of a few things you talked about during it. It was very, you know, branding yourself, trying to figure out who you are, you know, why do you want to win this? Or why do you want to do, you know, whatever your goal is in life, when you're preparing for these speeches, you know, how do you really get into the mindset and want to be able to just speak Mm -hmm. to those around you and -hmm. give them those good words and that good message that they may not realize they want, but they need? Absolutely. So that is something that I love. And I've been doing that forever. 
I love speaking. I love empowering, motivating, encouraging. I feel if I can reach someone on that level, then everything else comes easy. And so inspiring contestants, I believe where you heard me speak at Universal Miss, that was prior to the main stage competitions when I had my girl talk. And so that was all about mindset, getting those contestants in the mindset of having a great week and understanding that there'll only be eight crowns given away at the end of the week, one per division, but it's over a hundred contestants. And so if you don't walk away with the crown, what then? And I wanted them to understand that it is more than just having the crown on your head. If you were able to make connections this week, if you were able to find out a new skill or a new talent this week, if you outdid your last performance this week, then that's a win. If you were able to cultivate friendships, that was a win. So putting them in the mindset of it's more than just winning. Yes, that's the ultimate goal. That's why we compete, right? Yes. But if you don't get the physical crown, what's the crown that formed in your heart? What was that takeaway? And if they can understand that, then they'll have longevity in this industry. And I mean, it was amazing. And one of my coworkers, Christian, was sitting with me and he was like, this lady's good. (laughs) That was good (laughs) stuff. And, you know, just the takeaway from it, just being able to sit there, you know, I've decided my pageant career has come to an end for competing, but of course, Mm -hmm. still staying in the industry with the podcast and, you know, doing production stuff. But if I could have heard that 10, 15 years ago, I think I would have looked at pageantry completely mm-hmm. different. I was always so focused on, you know, I got to get the crown. We're here for the crown. I was doing as many appearances as I could to get the crown. Mm-hmm. It was never really about taking a step back and realizing, okay, why am I doing these appearances? Mm-hmm. What is this for? What is this community service that I've been working so hard to get a specific mm-hmm. number all year actually for? And I wish that I could have heard that speech. I mean, even just three years ago, it would have changed my life, but That was the big thing that I had said to you. I was like, I want to have an interview with you. I think this is great. What you said was amazing because that was something that I felt like people needed to hear. And even just getting the little snippet they just did, hopefully that they can learn something from it because it is more than just the crown. What are you learning from these lessons? You know, being told no in pageantry was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. And I would have thought, you know, five years ago, my world was coming to an end. And that, oh, I didn't win. I don't know what I did wrong. I got first runner up. Mm-hmm. No, there's a reason. You got to learn from this. There's something you're you're missing. You got to pick up and keep on going. And so I'm really glad that people can, you know, hear that side and just get a little bit of motivation from this conversation because I definitely know that I learned something from it when I got mm-hmm. to hear it the first time. So hopefully someone picks something up. But I want to talk a little bit more about what does it look to, look like to be mm-hmm. a part of the pageant side of executive reign? Yeah, I know mm-hmm. you touched on, you know, making sure you have every outfit put together, but what does an actual class with you really look like? Absolutely. So when we begin, we start with model laps. So just like a runner, uh, when a runner is preparing for a marathon or a race, they're going to take a couple laps, right? And so I do model laps. So that's the model preparation for our modeling classes. So I have a, a big gym with mirrors and, you know, with dance floor so that the girls get a true indication of what that floor may possibly feel like in those heels for the actual show. And so they start at one end and then they model down to the other end for the duration of one song. And so the song that I typically use is gold and I think it's about four minutes. And so they go down and back, 
down and back modeling, not running, but modeling. They're doing their model laps. And so during that phase, they're warming up. Right. They're getting that walk together. If I see something that's a little imbalance and, you know, I correct it during those laps. If I see a sway back, I correct that back, correct those legs, make sure they're leading with those legs. And so that's their warm up for the class. And then after that, we go into their specific routine. So depending on what system they're competing in, if they have a diamond format or square or whatever, auditorium stage, runway stage, whatever it is, then I assimilate my dance floor to that. So there's one pageant in particular that is a square that has a hole in the middle. So I assimilate my room to that stage. So the girls actually model as if they were on that stage. So I try to make sure everything, because we say practice makes perfect. So in practice, I want them to get the best feel for whatever that competition will be during practice. So we'll go through the model laps and then depending on the duration, if it's a 30 minute class or one hour long class, normally my hour long classes, I'm able to teach all routines. So beauty routine, fun fashion routine, you know, there's a casual wear routine optionals. But aside from that, also toward the end of class, I also like to do interview in person too. Now I do do Zoom interviews as well, but it's something about doing interview practice in person. I want to see how you're going to come into the room, how you're going to command the room. I want to see you walk in there and I want to see you walk out. All of these are things that I can assess in person. Okay, and then obviously the last 10 minutes of class is where I bring mom in and or dad, whoever is their guardian that day. And I go through this is what we learned today. This is what I taught. This is what I need you to reinforce at home when she or he is at home. That's good stuff. Oh, my goodness, especially Mm -hmm. with the staging part of it. That's something that one in my brain I've never thought of. Oh, if we have a square stage, let's practice that way or a diamond stage, you know, put stuff in the way to practice. I'm just so used to doing, you know, the typical in the back, in the front, to the right, to the left, and then you get off stage thing, but really Mm -hmm. breaking down what the stage looks like. So you're not afraid when you walk into the room of like, oh, well, is my whole routine that I already prepped at home going to fit? It's already going to fit the stage. That is, that's good stuff. That's a really good way to do it as well as enforcing Mm -hmm. at the end of practice. Okay. Hey parents, here's what we learned today. So you honestly, Mm -hmm. I say this in a nice way is, you know what you're getting your money's worth. You know what we did. And if they're not at home practicing, like we got some responsibilities here. Like your child is now responsible to remember these things and learn these, you know, different different walking routines that we did today, as well as with interview. That's something that either kids love or they absolutely (laughs) fear interview. So what is really your biggest tip on getting your kiddos really prepared for that interview room? Mm -hmm. Allow them to put themselves in a setting where they're going to pitch themselves. I tell my kids all the time that this is your opportunity to, so to speak, brag on yourself, right? But in a way that you are selling yourself. You only get four minutes with these judges and give or take, depending on the system, it could be longer, it could be shorter. And so at this point in time, this is the only time that the judges will get to hear you and see you. This is the only time where they get to really drill into your platform, your community service. So this is the time for you to sell who you are and what you do. This goes beyond what they see on the stage. They know you can model, okay? They've seen that, great. So can everybody else. 
But what's that differentiator? That differentiator is the interview room. Who can speak? Who can be the best representative for this system? So that when we send them out, because they're a walking billboard, that's what I tell all of my babies. You know, when you, we always say in the pageant world, my dream job, you know, I'm interviewing for my dream job. It's essentially what you're doing, because if you are fortunate enough to get that crown, you become the spokesman for that year for that system. So the judges want to make sure that they can trust this particular young lady or young man to hold this title and present this system in the best light. And the best way they can assess that is through your four minute interview. So how are you going to brand pitch yourself in this interview to convince them that you can brand pitch the system? Mm, that you were just on it, Miss Kanisha. You are on it. <laughs> this is awesome because for listeners out there, I have known Miss Kanisha, I think for like a few years now, we have mm -hmm. run into each other at different pageants. I think I may have officially met you at the South Carolina, North Carolina ideal pageant yes. last year That's is when, correct. so I officially had met you, shook your hand, said hello. Uh, but I had known of you for years. And so I'd always been interested because I knew Tyla had worked with you for years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm -hmm. what, is, what is her secrets? What does she do? What is everything <laughs> that she has? And, um, and now just hearing it, it's just, it's good quality stuff that you can take outside of pageantry. You mm -hmm. don't just have to use it here. It's like giving the kids a stepstone to just yes. now branch on and be very successful in life at starting at such a young age, even in pageantry or in the talent side of things. It's mm -hmm. it's just really impressive. It's very amazing. Absolutely. These are transferable skills. This is what I tell people, which is why there's a leadership development piece. And leadership development is woven into everything that I do. Even when we're practicing, we're in the studio and we're modeling. That's leadership development. Interviewing is leadership development because these are all transferable skills that even when they become like yourself and you say, okay, I'm going to retire. I'm going to hang up my competition shoes. And now I'm going to do something else on the other side of this industry. Well, these skills that they're learning is setting them up for a killer college interview when they have to interview in front of a college panel for a full ride scholarship, or when they go into corporate America and they have to sell themselves to get the position. All of these things are things that they're learning now that's going to set them up to be successful for the rest of their lives. Yes, it is. And that's the thing that I know personally from just years of doing pageantry, I was able to win my job, boom, right on the spot with the mm -hmm. company I work for now because they were just so impressed by my interview skills. And my, my manager now asked me, she said, you know, where did you learn to interview? And I said, well, I'll let you in on a secret. I do pageants. And she was like, oh my goodness, I should have known. Because, uh -huh. you know, I came in, I was ready to go and we did phone interviews because it was during COVID and I was just graduating college. And it was a really interesting experience because they were like, where did this girl learn to interview? And then presentation skills. That's where pageantry really, because it's almost like you're now giving your spokesmodel optional uh, its own world of its own when it comes mm -hmm. to presentations at work or at school. Now it's easy peasy to get in front of a class or a room of CEOs and tell them, here's what we have to offer. Here's what I have to offer and sell it to them. It's very impressive what pageantry skills can really give you. But we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. In what way has pageants positively impacted you? I have been able to do so many things, Casey. As I said before, you know, when we talk about 
college. I'll start there. And so I've had the pleasure of receiving my undergraduate degree at North Carolina A&T State University on a full ride. And then when I went to get my master's degree at Wake Forest, full ride. And I have not had to pay for my education, which is a blessing. And I credit that to not only great parents, but phenomenal parents who saw enough in me at a young age when I was two to cultivate it. And how did they do that? They put me in pageants. I, they allowed me to tweak my skills through pageantry, through those failures that you talked about. Those really weren't failures. They were learning opportunities. Yes. I was able to figure out what to do better the next time. And so years upon years of that has helped me to be so successful in my career. So that's the first thing. And then leading me to the point where I can impact these babies behind me. I tell people all the time, we're teachers in a sense, coaches are teachers, you know, we're not in a classroom setting, but we're teachers nonetheless. And a great teacher or a teacher period can make or break a dream. And I'd like to be the teacher who makes a dream who makes a dream come true for my children. Being their advocate, listening to them. I've got kids on a variety of different spectrums, Casey. I've got, you know, gifted and talented children who have been reading since they were two years old and, you know, they can command a stage and they are amazing and they have no fear. But then I have children who need a little bit of extra help, children who need to get out of their shell, children whose parents put them in pageantry to gain confidence to gain self-awareness. And so to be able to impact all of those children, regardless of where they fall on the spectrum, it's my calling. So to be in the lives of these babies and to see them flourish from the time I get them until they reach their peak. And I've gone through, for some of my babies, Casey, I've gone through the missing teeth stage. So, you know, six years old and now they're 14, right? And some of them, like Tyler, is about to graduate. You know, so seeing these milestones in their lives and growing with these children and being able to impact them, that's what pageantry gave me. Pageantry gave me an avenue to exercise my calling. And my calling is to touch everyone that God allows in my path. Now, I can't touch everybody. That's why we have multiple coaches in this industry. But the ones who he allows to come under my tutelage, I'm able to have a small influence on their lives. And to me, that's the greatest gift of all. I love that. That I'm over here like, yes, this is good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> but no, truly, this is your this is your calling. And I'm so glad that we got to learn a little bit more about executive reign today, as well as hear a little bit about who you are, Kanisha. Mm -hmm. And I'm super excited to call you a friend in the industry, Absolutely. but as well as get to know you a little better through today's episode. But thank you so much, everyone, for listening, whether you're on YouTube or all podcasting platforms, because you never know what happens in the future. But I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys. Bye. Are you looking to rebrand your social media or even your business? This episode was brought to you by Rosen Media Consulting.